Hi, this is Keith Payne at CBD Perform and welcome to the CBD Perform podcast. Now in this podcast series, um, we will be discussing everything CBD from the history of CBD and how CBD can support people for um, you know, some of the main conditions and ailments that they potentially have, which is things like um, stress and anxiety, um, sleeping disorders and improving sleep quality, and also pain and using CBD as an analgesic potentially as well. So there's many benefits. And we're going to be discussing the pros and cons and whether it can potentially work or not work and really be as educational and informative as we can. Now, um, if you want to find out more information about the CBD Perform products and the range of products that we supply, which covers edibles, it covers CDB, uh, CBD oils, CBD cosmetics, CBD topicals, creams and rubs, please visit the website, which is www.cbdperform.co.uk. That's www.cbdperform.co.uk. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoy the CBD podcast series. Um, and without further ado, we're going to get straight into it. So I hope you enjoyed today's session and thank you for tuning in and please enjoy. Hi, this is Keith Payne of CBD Perform um, and this is um, module put two where we're going to be looking at um, different uh, cannabis products and in the first part of the module um, we're going to specifically be looking at different methods of consumption um, recreational products and also cannabinoid medications um, themselves. So in the UK the public has access to CBD oil and CBD oil products as a legal form of cannabis use but as we know not only has cannabis been in use in other forms for centuries as a recreational and medicinal product, it's still used this way, albeit illegally in the UK. In this part, we'll take a look at the various cannabis products, and this will add to our understanding of the human history of use of this plant and its actions on the body. Before we start, we'd like to remind you once again that CBD oil is currently the only legal cannabis product freely available to the general public without prescription itself. Now, um, looking at recreational cannabis products, humans have enjoyed the psychotropic activity of cannabis plants for thousands of years. And as we saw in module one, um, in this part, we'll take a look at how the plant is used to create a psychoactive experience. And we'll also explore synthetic cannabis products themselves. Now, um, if we look, we look at the actual ingesting um, cannabis itself, we all know that um, teens have been known to channel their inner baker in order to rustle up a batch of hash brownies. And this route of administration, ingesting the plant, is actually a very old method. You'll recall that in India, cannabis had traditionally been taken in the form of milky drinks or a ground pounder, um, which was ingested. We also know that two and a half thousand years ago, the Chinese were eating cannabis and doing so for medicinal purposes. For example, ma fen, ground up female cannabis flowers, was a remedy eaten to treat malaria and also rheumatism as well. Ingesting cannabis does not produce rapid psychoactive effects um, seen with other types of administration methods. You may have to wait for at least 30 minutes or even up to two hours to feel the psychotropic sensation, though these effects tend to be long lasting, um, which can typically be five to eight hours, sometimes longer than that. Now the reason for this delayed onset but prolonged activity lies in the fact that the body has to digest the cannabis um, and absorb it um, at minus 9 TCH, which is then carried um, in the blood and the liver and converted into 11-OH-THC. This compound lasts longer in the body, hence the prolonged psychotropic experience itself. 
Though ingesting cannabis and a product like brownies, cookies or cake can be something of a rite of passage for youngsters, there are potential issues surrounding this method of ingestion. Because of the delayed onset of activity, an individual may mistakenly believe the product isn't having any effect on them and they may eat more as a result. This cumulative dosing can lead to psychotropic experience that's far too powerful for the individual, which at best could be frightening, but at worst could put them in danger should they attempt to walk home alone or drive while they're in an altered state. This impact would also depend on the strain and strength of the cannabis used itself. Because we each have a unique digestive system, there's a certain unpredictability about the results from one batch of cannabis containing edible. Though a number of people could eat the same batch, the onset of their experience, its intensity and duration could vary due to, to the way their bodies digested the food and then absorbed the active constituents themselves. Again, watching how someone else responds could mistakenly guide someone to take too high a dose as well. Another risk factor that needs to be considered when cannabis has been baked into a product or mixed into something that can be consumed is that there is a danger of accidental ingestion with children being the greatest concern. There's a number of products that may be used for ingestion. Hashish is one of the terms for the dried resin that is exuded by the female flowers. There are several ways to collect hashish. Being an extremely resinous plant, those who handle cannabis plants find that the resin and readily sticks to their hands and any tools they're using. A simple rubbed hashish is collected by rolling the resin that gets stuck in the hands of and utensils onto a ball. Much as you can rub substances like pastry or clay off your hands when undertaking um, more legal pastimes. Hashish can be collected by sieving female plants parts, it's called sieved hashish. Water and ice hashish are collected by submerging dried cannabis into cold water, sieving out the resin and gland heads which separate out from the rest of the plant in the water. The sieved out resin and glands head through dried and then pressed. Ganja is a name for the dried tops of the female plants, whilst marijuana or bang terms the product made from the rest of the plant, which is the leaves and the stalks. These products can also be used for smoking and also for inhaling as well. Now, when we talk about smoking and, smoking and inhaling cannabis, an extremely common way to use cannabis recreationally is to smoke it. It's thought that the smoking of the plant is actually a relatively recent method of cannabis use. It may have come into fashion a lot about the 15th century in Europe, perhaps as a result of Columbus's return from across the Atlantic, where we know his crew were taught to smoke tobacco in Cuba. Joints can be rolled from using the resin, flowering tops, otherwise known as buds, or leaves and stems of the plants, and these are often combined with tobacco. Alternatively, the plant can be smoked in a pipe, which is like a hash pipe, or a water pipe called a bong or a hookah, and in a blunt, which is a cannabis-filled cigar. Another cannabis product which is also used for smoking or inhaling recreationally is cannabis oil, which is not to be confused with CBD oil. Cannabis oil and its associated concentrates such as shatter, crumble and wax is very potent in terms of its THC compared to the cannabis products mentioned above um, and sometimes with a content of up to 75% THC. To create these oils and concentrates a solvent such as butane, supercritical CO2, hexane and euthanol are used in cannabis varieties and um, with a high THC content. Um, the oil or concentrating is inhaled by dabbing, which involves placing a small amount of the product on a heat source. 
Um, perhaps one of the reasons why smoking and inhaling cannabis is so popular recreationally is because it delivers the psychotropic active constituents into the bloodstream within a matter of seconds. In fact, we see blood levels of THC rise within just 5 seconds of inhaling or smoking a cannabis product. In the blood, THC can be delivered to the brain, allowing for the psychotropic effects associated with cannabis. Levels of THC and other active constituents peak just after 10 minutes and generally the effects um, of a smoked cannabis product subside within just an hour or two. When people inhale and concentrate products of cannabis in the process of dabbing, it appears to produce an even faster onset of psychotropic activity and the effects overall are far more potent. When we talk about vaping with cannabis, towards the end of the 20th century, Eagle Bill created the equipment and products for vaping cannabis. His equipment heated the cannabis enough to vaporise the plant's active constituents, but not so much as to actually combust the plant material itself. Vaporisers have now been created which allow the user to work with the cannabis oils and waxes too, with the benefit of these products not being heated to the point that they combust. They often burn away when smoked, which um, can waste the product itself. When you vape with cannabis, you experience the same speed of delivery of cannabinoids and terpenes you get when you smoke cannabis, and therefore a similar psychotropic experience is encountered. Because the different constituents in cannabis vaporise at different temperatures, several inhalations from each dose of a plant material may be required to inhale the full spectrum of constituents. The steam tastes floral thanks to the monoterpenes which evaporate up from the cannabis itself. The pleasant taste is possibly behind the risk of inhaling too much cannabis when vaporising. Because it's a nice taste, and lacks the inhalation of smoke which is often um, and often tobacco, it's easier to use more of the product and end up with a psychotropic experience that's just basically far too strong. Now we're going to talk about cannabis tinctures. Tinctures are alcoholic preparations made by macerating plant material in alcohol. Um, so grain spirit is commonly used for this for a number of weeks um, and in the case of cannabis between four and six weeks before straining off and retaining the alcohol which now contains many of the active constituents um, found within the plants itself. Tinctures are versatile as they can be taken orally um, and can be used externally. Cannabis tinctures are of interest because they retain the terpenoids found in cannabis which when heated um, can often be lost. The lighter terpenoids evaporate away very easily or altered. Cannabis tinctures can also be made according to calculated specification so as to deliver accurate doses and this is important. Recreationally, cannabis tinctures are often administered sublingually, which is under the tongue. Um, and because of this delivers the cannabinoids to the bloodstream and therefore to the brain more rapidly than when it's swallowed. Cannabis tinctures can therefore replace the high experience of a smoked or vaped cannabis products with that rapid onset and a one-hour duration of psychotropic sensations. For external use, cannabis tinctures can be added to creams and lotions and applied to the skin. We'll take a closer look at the topical application methods associated with cannabis um, later. When we look at synthetic cannabinoids, like the natural occurring cannabinoids, those which are, which are present in a plant like cannabis, Synthetic man-made cannabinoids interact with the cannabinoid receptors and cells in the body and they can, therefore, elicit the same sort of psychotropic activity that the recreational use of cannabis brings about.
However, synthetic cannabinoids appear to have a more potent psychotropic effect because of a greater binding affinity at certain cannabinoid receptors. Synthetic cannabinoids were first manufactured for research into cannabinoids. Because there has been a long-standing legal issue surrounding the use of cannabis, even for research purposes. Synthetic cannabinoids, a class B drug, um, have become more well known of late due to products such as Spice and K2, which some believe are posing a risk to their users. They're also commonly known as synthetic marijuana and herbal incense. Synthetic cannabinoids can be sprayed in liquid form onto smokable plant matter. Liquids containing synthetic cannabinoids, cannabinoids are also more commonly known um, and used in these cigarettes and pens. Synthetic cannabinoids are associated with a number of side effects, which includes things like nausea, vomiting, and palpita palpitations, anxiety, confusion, um, reports of psychosis even, reports of strokes and seizures. Users of synthetic cannabinoids have reported withdrawal symptoms upon ceasing use and cravings for further doses. This firmly points to an addicting nature to these products. There has also been a trend for increasing number of deaths relating to recreational use of synthetic cannabinoids. But as you can read above, initially these compounds weren't manufactured for recreational use, rather for research purposes. This research, research itself led to the development of medicinal products, which we'll now explore. We're going to look at cannabinoid medications now. Nabilone is a medication which emerged from the manufacture of synthetic cannabinoids, a synthetic analogue of THC. It's an anti-emetic, effective against nausea and vomiting, and it's, it was also a pain reliever as well. Another medication which is a synthetic THC is dronabinol, another anti-emetic. It's used to help nausea and vomiting associated with chemotherapy. It's also been used to stimulate the appetite in cases of HIV and also AIDS. Whilst these are examples of synthetic cannabinoids, there's also um, medications derived directly from the cannabis plant. Nebeximol is an ethanol alcohol extract of cannabis which features a one-to-one -one ratio of CBD to um, THC. Used as a mouth um, spray to help manage the symptoms of multiple sclerosis, which includes pain and muscle spasticity, if I can say it. <laughs> Excuse me. It's also used by cancer patients to help pain relief and other symptoms. The medication has proven popular because users report fewer side effects when using this spray compared to synthetic cannabinoid medications. That's the end of this lesson and we'll see you in the next part of the next module. Thank you. Bye. Hi, this is Keith Payne at CBD Perform. Um, thank you so much for listening in to today's session. Really do hope that you have found it interesting and informative. If you would like to discover more information about CBD Perform products, um, please visit the website, which is www.cbdperform.co.uk, where you will find more information on the CBD range of oils, um, our CBD range of edibles, our range of cosmetic products, which includes uh, creams, um, lip balms, um, bath bombs, 
all CBD products that will be very, very useful and help people with either um, supporting their pain management or supporting um, anxiety and stress or supporting improved sleep. You will find lots of really good information on the website. Um, you'll also find our blog there, which is really informative and also really useful information about CBD dosages and where to start. So the website address is www.cbdperform.co.uk. And once again, thank you so much for listening in and we'll look forward to seeing you in our next session. So take care for now and um, all the best. Thank you. Bye.